Well, brothers and sisters, welcome on the end of this week on this Friday. We're talking about covenant. Let me tell you why I'm talking about it. Because when you get a revelation of covenant that you have an agreement with God, a blood agreement that cannot be broken by God, you could you he don't break covenant. And when you learn that as you bring this up to God and remind him of it, it makes it more powerful. It activates it. He tells you to declare all to him that you may be justified. Matthew 12 say, by thy words, you'll be justified and by your own words, you'll be condemned. Um, a lot of things I've been teaching all of relates to faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But it also has something to do with it, with you verbalizing or activate. See, the spirit realm is voice activated. So God got it set up that as you remind the spirit realm of what's going on, it activates the angels on your behalf. The spirit of God, the angels of the Lord hearken unto the voice of God's word. As you begin to verbalize who you are, verbalize what you have, verbalize the word of the Lord as a prophetic being, you're releasing life into your situation. Let's go to John, the third chapter. Let's start at the 14th verse. We're talking about covenant or the New Testament. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Now, those of you who are not Bible scholars, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they was breaking covenant. They, they wouldn't believe God. They wouldn't walk in faith. God cannot stand people who don't walk in faith. See, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So they mumbled, complained, and they spoke negative of God's servants. And so when they did that as a punishment of them breaking covenant, God allowed the serpents to bite them. See, the serpent wants to, want to bite you all the time, but it's an anointing that's on you that stops that. It's an anointing that stops people from breaking in your house. It's an anointing that stops you from getting sick. It's an anointing that makes you live and live and live and get to be an old age. It's an anointing that causes you to get wealth, that you may establish God's kingdom on this earth. So if God take the anointing away or the blessing away, then the opposite will occur. And the devil want to do that anyway. It's the spirit of God and the blessings of the Lord that is holding back things you never dreamed of. So what happened was when they broke agreement, when they mumbled, complained, and spoke, see, they released it by their decrees. By them complaining, they released negativity around them. And so fiery serpents would bite the children of Israel and they was dying. Well, Moses uh, uh, talked to the Lord about it. He said, build a brass serpent. And when somebody get bit, if they'll look at that brass serpent, they'll live. Well, that's why Jesus said right here in John 3 and 14, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. I asked the Lord one time, I was meditating on this. I said, Lord, I know brass is a, it's not really a precious metal. You, you get my drill? 
a more precious metal would be gold or silver, stuff like that. And I say, Lord, why, why would you set a brass serpent, some little cheap metal, and then make it out of something that represents the devil, a serpent, and make it brass at that? Why would they look at the devil? That's what I was thinking. Why were they looking at something that's demonic, something made out of brass, something that's a serpent, because he said don't make any graven image. Now, I was wondering. I asked him. And he told me that brass serpent represented sin, and, and it represented the atonement. And it, it, uh, Jesus became sin. That's how he gave it to me. It's coming back to me in the full revelation. Jesus became a brass serpent. Jesus became sin. He that knew no sin became sin that you might be made the righteousness of God in him. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21. That's what he told me. I became sin. I became a brass serpent. See, I knew it represented sin. So Jesus became sin. So that, rep that brass serpent represents Jesus in his fallen state. So when you look at Jesus in his sin state, that means life had to come back to you. Hallelujah. And so right after that, it said that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So whoever believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, this is how you enter into the blood covenant. Whosoever believeth on the Lord Jesus Christ should not perish, but have eternal life. Now you have eternal life, right? But if you don't understand the other parts of the covenant, you can have eternal life and die sick and die early, die, die prematurely. You know, it says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believing in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You're saved by looking at that brass serpent, looking at that sin sacrifice. That's how you're born again. But that's not all the parts of the covenant. One part of the covenant, if you have eternal life. How many people know you can receive parts of the covenant and not get it all? Some people receive salvation. Some people receive salvation and healing, but they never get the money because they speak against money. See, I'd heard a lot. You'd be surprised how many Christian folks speak against money, not knowing that part of the curse under Deuteronomy 28 is poverty. Jesus said when you violate uh, in the old covenant, when they violated the law, part of the punishment was poverty. They would be borrowers and not lenders. Part of the blessing was they was lenders and not borrowers. And to be a lender and say you'll lend a nation. Well, you know, it takes a lot of money to, to run a nation. So that means to be able to lend to them, you had to have a lot. Psalms 103 and at verse 1. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Now, why would David have to say that? Seems like it, 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 if it's automatic. How many of y'all know some people that have died prematurely? So, yeah, you know, too, that the healing is not automatic. How many people know church folks that was poor? Need money to pay their light bill. Need money. And good people. I'm talking about people that can hear God. Prophets. I'm, I'm talking about stalwart Christians. I done seen them couldn't pay their bills. Do that make them any less of a Christian? No. 
but they might not have had revelation on how to get their covenant blessing in the area of finances. So that's why David was saying, bless the Lord on my soul and forget not all. Somebody say all. I'm going to do like the, like the people say, say all somebody. Forget not all his benefits. Who forgive it? All down iniquities. That's one of the benefits. He forgive iniquity. Iniquity a little bit worse than sins. It means a propensity to practice evil, uh, certain sins. And who heal it all, not some of them, all thy diseases. Now you have to remember that to get it. Because if you forget that he do it, you won't call for it. See, you got to call those things that be not as though they were. You know, it took Abraham a long time to get that son. <clears throat> you got to call for it. Who redeemed our life from destruction. Who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfied thy mouth. What he satisfied? Your mouth. With good things. So when them good things come in your mouth, you're going to get healing. When those good things come in your mouth, you're going to get finances. And when those good things come in your mouth, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. So the Lord got this thing set up where the kingdom of God is voice activated. <clears throat> How many understand that? And you should read the whole chapter. In the 18, it says, says mercy is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and, to, and his righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them. You got to keep covenant. Brothers and sisters, in the 20th verse, say the angels hearken unto the voice of God's word. Be blessed.